Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Hi. How's everybody? It's Jackie Goldschneider. And Jen Fessler. And we are two Jersey Jays. And we just had a... We, I got some DMs last week about our audio. So just FYI, it's fixed. Yeah, we have all right? new mics. And Brand spanking new mics. Actually hear us. Yeah, so what's going on? It's like the on? only piece of good news I've had in the past few days. My son broke part of his knee in a basketball game and he had surgery this week. And oh my goodness, I feel like there is nothing like watching your kid in, in pain. pain. Ugh, it's the worst. So it's he worse. is so uncomfortable. So I am just, you know... I am just dealing with all of that right now. We just got out of the hospital. So, but on the road to recovery. So, all and it's good. Friday. Good things to come. We're going to see Michael Rappaport tonight. Um, I am not going. You're not I going? Can't. No, You're gonna... I can't. I didn't even sleep last night because I, I stayed in the bed with Aiden. You did? Yeah, to help him. So, no, I am not going, but uh, maybe I'll see him when he comes back to Jersey because he's coming back in two weeks. He's coming. Well, that's, I think that's, he's going to speak on Israel. This yeah. is more of his comedy show. But oh, okay. Yeah, we're excited going with some friends. We love us some Michael Rappaport. Oh, so fun. Well, I'll live vicariously through you. Okay. Actually, I'm getting a cat tomorrow. I'm so excited. Aww. So I got a, tonight, my, my Friday That'll night activity Aiden. is going to Petco to pick up cat stuff. All right. I haven't had a pet since I'm 12 years old. I keep telling you, you could take one of these, but <laughs> I can't seem to like unload them on anybody. Well, you have one cat, right? I have two cats, Jack. You two have two black, black cats? cats. Yes, oh, I always thought kids. that was the same cat walking around uh-huh, here. Uh-huh, oh, that's It's funny. like Halloween in here. My kids <laughs> suckered me at COVID. Oh, well, they're cute. They're not cute. Um, Moving on. Go ahead. We have an exciting topic. We do. Today. I love this topic, by I the way, because I have very, very strong relevant. feelings about it. Yeah, me too. So uh, I have not seen Mean Girls, the movie. Have you? The original? Of course I've seen the original. Oh, I haven't seen the remake. No. So I haven't either, but everybody's talking about it. Sorry. Um, so Jackie and I thought it was a great time to talk about real mean girls. Yeah. And like, not only mean girls in high school, middle school, middle school mean girls might be worse, by the way, but not only that age group, but like mean women. Like women are really mean to each other sometimes. Yes, and we both signed up for a show 
where it's a lot of times not always, but rewarded. And I think people like get off on it. Right. And I'm not, I joined that show. So this is not, it's not even judgment. It's really more like, um, an observation that thinking it through and thinking about, especially the way that since I've joined, I've taken a lot of mean social media comments and I've been, you know, we, we've all sort of taken, we take digs at each other and sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's shady and sometimes it's hurtful and mean. And I don't know, like, is there a line, not just in reality television, but also Jackie and I were talking about just in terms of like everyday lives as women living in suburbia. And there's always sort of like this, it seems like there's this pecking order and the mean girl's always on top. Yeah. I mean, you know where I see it the most is on like these Facebook mom groups that I'm a part of. If you say something and you have like, there's one little iota of something wrong with what you say, the other moms jump all over you. Yeah. Like they just attack you and tell you everything you're doing wrong. And, you know, in suburbia, what I find is not so much outright meanness. It's just that that need to be snarky. One Clicky. up, one up, yeah. Clicky, exclusive, um, that need to look right through people who are not in your circle, that doesn't go away. So I think, well, let's talk about Housewives. Let's at least begin yeah, let's there because it. I feel like that's, you know, the Housewives, they're sort of like a microcosm of real life, right? Yes. And that is definitely part of it, that pecking order. But specifically, um, we have just watched an, uh, the reunion of Salt Lake City. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of talk of the Monica of it all. I actually heard Tamara and Teddy talking about Monica and they sort of, I think they feel like she has been victimized a little bit. When I watched the entirety of the season, I definitely got a mean girl vibe, like to yeah. say the least. Yeah, I mean, she fought dirty. Like when she would say things when she would insult people or come back at people, it was very mean things about their appearance, about um, she would call Lisa Barlow old. She would talk about her the, her wrinkles. I mean, she was she just went low. Listen, and that's very common in housewives culture. But for me, it was the idea that when she was doing the reality of Auntie's, um, when she was in, uh, in charge of that page and then finding out like the ways in which they attack the other women. And then they mentioned, you know, they went after their kids. I think Whitney was saying how, and that's, we all know as mothers, mm -hmm. that's the absolute worst. So I don't know. She claims it was all about Jen. It sounded to me like she was attacking multiple Everyone. women yeah. and doing it in a way that's so upsetting, I think for us, because there's so much anonymous trolling to think that you're working with someone on a daily or on a daily on, you know, whatever throughout a season that was doing that anonymous cowardly. Yeah. Trolling. Before she was even invested in the show. I right. mean, it's one thing to get on the show and be Lisa Rinna. Okay. And I have nothing against Lisa Rinna, but she was a villain or Erica Jane. I don't really know her. I mean, I've met her, but she's a villain in my eyes. They are just, they're cold and they have no problem like cutting you to the bone. Right. But Monica, she wasn't on the show when she was actively trying to take people down and insult them. And I always say like, there are times when I dislike people and I like want to, you know, 
I would like to see, you know, something bad happen, let's say, right? Not Nothing too As bad. As human, it's right. just part of human but nature, I was unfortunately. But I would never consider being one of these people who sits behind a computer screen and goes after people online who I don't know. I have never in my life, I mean, I've only been on the show six years and Instagram's been around a lot longer than that. I never left a nasty comment on somebody's page, a celebrity's page or anyone's page I've definitely wanted to. Right. I have course, had the urge, but I've never but I haven't. done it because yeah. it's just, it was just a little too mean, especially if I didn't know somebody, you know, I've never done that. So to be that type of person who could be so outrightly mean, it just, it, I just don't understand that well, type of person. You know, I think on Housewives, a lot of the women will call that confidence and call it, you know, it's under this guise of honesty. I'm just honest. But, you know, I think there's certain, well, we know that there's a difference, right? Between honesty and being mean. Yeah. But so um, what what happens if you take a person like Monica or Lisa or Erica, and then you learn about their past and why they might be snarky? Does that change like, your well, opinion? I mean, like Monica and her mom, right? So obviously they say what? Hurt people hurt people. I don't know. Is that always an excuse? I can tell you that I had, we all have had very difficult and challenging lives because that's just the nature I think of life and childhood. And but at some point you become an adult and you take responsibility. You take responsibility for who you are and what you're saying. So it was, yeah, it was hard to watch Monica and her mom. That dynamic is definitely a difficult one. Does that excuse Monica's meanness? Not really. Not to me. Does no, it to you? of course not. No, I know many people who have been through. Listen, my mother came over here impoverished. Her family was Holocaust survivors. Her, you know, her parents had to like, they were in a refugee camp in Siberia. They've never been mean people ever. So I don't, it's not an excuse for me. And I actually can't really relate to the people. I don't know why any housewife would want to be a villain. What is that? I think it's again, and no judgment because we're on the show. So we don't have any, there's no room for judgment here. Right. But I think that wanting to be relevant is, I'm tired, so tired of that word and that expression, but it definitely drives all of us, right? And how to get there sometimes on these shows, it is, I think, to be the villain. But I feel like, like for instance, I actually really love Erica Jane, but in one of the latest episodes of Beverly Hills, she was going at it with Denise Richards. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame her. Denise came in looking for blood to, I guess, the first scene. or And then there was another scene that they were in. And it escalated. Erica stayed very calm. But Denise was going after the way she had been treated by Erica. And I think that was really what she wanted to talk about and to pin her down and say, you are horrible to me. Say you're sorry. Admit it. And then it turned into, you're on, what is it called? OnlyFans. And so is your daughter. So it went from definitely being, Denise came in and started it. She definitely started arguing first. But then it dipped to a different level that was just mean. And Denise said it, you're a mean woman. Is Erica a mean woman? I actually really like Erica. I think she can do mean things like all of us can. But at that point, I felt like that was going, especially with Denise's daughter, that was below the belt. Now we're just playing dirty and mean, right? What I do you think? I think Erica's mean. I do. I think Sutton's a little mean too. I think Beverly Hills of all the shows has has the most mean girls. I really do. And it's not to say I don't like, I mean, I've met them all and they're pleasant to me, but I think on the show, they're cold. Well, okay. So listen, let's 
let's talk about this in terms of us because they have mean, I think that everybody has, does mean things. It's capable of mean things, capable of saying and thinking mean things, right? It's, I think there are extremes. So for myself, I think mean things. When I first got, um, when I first got on the housewives, the producer said to me, you know, your job is to say what you're thinking. And that's really, you know, the crux of being a housewife is as opposed to when you're in, you know, normal life, you can think nasty things and you don't say them. I think nasty things, maybe that's why I'm never going to be a housewife and I don't always say them. I think that there's a difference, right? I am, I can definitely have a lot of mean thoughts, a lot of them. And I gossip like a mean girl saying something mean and hurtful to someone though. I don't think I'm really as capable of that as someone else. That doesn't make me better or worse because I'm thinking mean shit in my head. Yeah, I mean, there are times on the show when I have said something that is uncharacteristically mean. um, And it actually, I had to like psych myself up to get to that place where I'm like, yeah, where I had the thought. And then I was like, is this too mean for me to say? Well, the question is, how does it hit you afterwards? Because I know, of course, I have said mean things in my lifetime and it all feels really good in the moment, right? You're pissed. You really don't like this person. You want to somehow bring them down. It works. You say the exact mean thing at the right time. The problem is I feel like it always comes back. So for instance, as soon as you see that person's vulnerability, you see that you've actually really upset someone, you see the hurt in their eyes, then you're like, I am such an asshole. I mean, it doesn't always happen that way. But for me, you know, when I've actually hurt someone, no matter how good it feels in the moment, it really sucks when you realize what you've done. Um, I don't have that experience on the show. I feel like when people have said really mean things to me or I have said something really mean to somebody else, it just turns into a back and forth, really mean girl kind of fight. It never, and the winner is the person who the audience thinks got in the better barbs. You know what I'm saying? So you keep going and you keep trying to dig deeper. It's a really, you know, Housewives is a really, um, it's, it's tough like that. Like the the fights get so out of hand sometimes. Yeah, they that do. You have to keep going lower and lower. I don't know. Yeah. And as you know, listen, I was a viewer way longer than you were, and there were times where I didn't like a member of the cast as a viewer, right? And I really enjoyed seeing whoever she was get put in her place, right? There's like a mean girl thing I think inside all of us. Maybe that's also part of why the show is so popular. It's also a matter of seeing women who are, you know, who seem to be perfect on the surface with perfect lives. And that mean girl in us wants to see them taken down a notch. And it's not something that I am proud to admit, but I do think it's human. I think all of us have it. Uh, The wise, I personally think, and we're going to talk to someone who's way in the know, but I think it comes out of insecurity and Uh, jealousy. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What's Have you ever done anything mean on of the show? Co- I'm trying to think. On the show? Yeah. I don't think you have. Yes, I have. I have. Only I mean, to not, the mozzarella. You ate that That mozzarella. was not me. Yeah, Chopping right. It. I tore apart that mozzarella. No, but I mean, like in confessionals, I've said some snarky things. Mean. I mean, I've never, I haven't yet tried to ruin anyone's life. No. But no. I have said snarky, nasty little things. I don't know. Is there a difference between snarky and mean? Um, it, cr- it can cross the line, I think. Yeah. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What about... Growing up, like, what's your experience with Mean Girls? No, yeah. Well, I was not a mean girl growing up. But I will tell you that, like, in junior high, we were saying that's sometimes that's the hardest, right? Yeah. Um, Alexis is in junior high, so you're going to do it now. Yes. I was called, so my main name is Gutterman. And I was called literally throughout all three years of junior high or whatever, Gutterface. I answered (laughs) to it. And people used to make, no, and like, I just remember hating it so much. It was so mean. And kids in groups, because I had moved to Texas from Long Island, and I was just an outsider. And having people laugh at me and having no one to sit with at the lunch table. And that kind of mean, not just not just the girls even, right? The boys too. Um, so I've definitely been, as a young person, I've had I've experienced that whole mean girl, you know, um, attitude from from classmates. But it's interesting because so have my kids. So have yours, I think. Mm-hmm. So have most kids. When it happens to your kid, um, it's a different thing. They, I want like I remember my kids are now obviously they're adults now, but I have I hold a grudge towards kids in my neighborhood that have been mean to my kids, and it will I will never let it go. Really? Oh my god! I mean. I try, I don't, I'm not driving by their house and, you know, throwing rocks, but I, I see those kids that were mean to my kids and my kids don't even remember. Right. And I have it. It will, it will torment me. I'll wake up at night sometimes and think about something that some kid did to my son that made him cry. And I just get, 
enraged. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can see now in my daughter's friend groups who the mean girls are. And I just wonder, I wonder if they'll stay that way. Like she had a fight with one member of her like massive friend group. And that night, so about two weeks ago, um, that friend sent everybody a group text saying Alexis is out of the group. And everything ended up working out and it was fine. But what is that um, inclination to turn everyone against the one girl that you don't like? It's, and I wonder if the mean girls then, if they grow up to be mean women, because I, I do know. know mean women, there are plenty and they'll look right through you. They still want to be the queen bees. Like that doesn't go away when you're, I'm almost 50. You're in your 50s. Maybe it does. A little, I hope, I think. I think that it no, can. I think for a lot of people, it doesn't go away. You're still looking to be the prom queen when you're 50 years old. Listen, I know that I'm such a different, thankfully, thank you to my doctor, my psychiatrist, but I'm a different woman than I was. Maybe not in terms of, I was not really a mean girl. I'm not the insecure person I was. That has changed. I was probably a lot more jealous of people when I was younger. That has changed. Um, hopefully people can actually change. Some can't. You're right. But it's interesting because as a mom, one of the most important things that I wanted to install in my kids was kindness. I mean, that was huge. And I guess the times that I've even had an inclination that one of my kids was being mean, I jumped on it hard. Mm -hmm. Do all moms? Maybe not. Maybe do you? I mean, I, I don't want, I never wanted, nobody wants, who wants mean kids? but I was always very sensitive to it. Yeah, I mean, I was very sensitive to it because people were very, very mean. I could handle people being mean to me. I couldn't handle them being mean to my brother. So I have a handicapped oh, right. brother and we he was held back a year. He's only a year older than me, but he was held back a year. So when we moved and we started high school, we started together. So everyone thought we were twins. And people at my new school, I mean, they were horrific to me, but they were so mean to my brother. Not everybody, but... What they did to me, I could handle. I was basically ignored. It was like I wasn't even there and I could handle it. But watching them go out of their way to embarrass my brother. I remember that chapter in your book. Was, yeah, I wrote Heart, about this so because sad. it was, I mean, there was one incident and I write about this in my book where um, a bunch of kids flushed his shoes down the toilet yep. and I can't even talk about it without crying. And I, that day, like I went, I watched him walk around the school with socks on and I, I went into the bathroom and I just, I was so broken and I just like bent down and cried. And I just wondered how you can be that person who is mean to somebody who's handicapped is just beyond. It's one thing to be snarky, but that's another level. And I think that's the type of person that I'm talking about. You know, I don't know. I mean, again, thankfully we have someone coming on who can help us understand it. But I definitely, I think to my, do think to myself sometimes in terms of, housewives it's we're rewarding meanness and it's also again i loved being a viewer for years and years and years i mean during covid it got me through i was like it was just so it is so much fun to watch mm -hmm. snarky and shady is hilarious and fun to watch when it crosses a line which it oftentimes does and gets really dark then it becomes uncomfortable. But yeah, there's something about also when you're funny and you're snarky and shady. But, you know, I wonder 
once you really hurt someone, right? Yeah. And like change their lives somehow, that cannot be easy to live with. I mean, I guess it depends who you are. I mean, but that's getting back to the whole Monica of it. You know, as a viewer of Salt Lake City, I love Salt Lake City. I forget that I'm on a show when I watch Salt Lake City. Me too. So people, you know, I consider the question like, should Monica come back, right? And obviously at this point, we all know that she's not coming back. But I would love to see Monica back because she was so entertaining. And this whole story is so ridiculous and entertaining. But at the same time, I'm on one of these shows and I have to think about like, would I want to be around somebody who would do Ran something a page so like that? No way. Sneaky. So no way. sneaky. It's not even, it wasn't sneaky at the time. I mean, lots of people have troll pages, troll accounts, whatever it's called. I just, knowing it, even, even if she had been upfront about it, knowing that one of my castmates had at one time run a page that got off on tearing apart you know, housewives and their lives and they're maybe making fun, I think, of their kids. And, mm -hmm. you know, I get the Jen Shaw of it. And I get, I don't know exactly what happened between Monica and Jen, but I get that there was a revenge factor in there. Um, and I didn't follow the page, but from what the women said, there was trolling of them as well. It wasn't just a Jen Shaw thing. That would be a hard pill for me to swallow to then like work with someone and trust them. Yeah. So, I mean, as a viewer, like you were saying, it's fun to watch these people be like villains, right? It was fun to watch what Monica did, but I, I, I put myself in their shoes and like, I know the women on that cast and I love them. I would yes, yeah. by the way, lots and lots of people love Monica. Lots and lots. For and that think, reason. Cause you like to watch a villain cause they're it's interesting. I know, it, I know that, but they, they spice it up. They but, also understand her. I mean, listen, we don't all have to agree. Some people, you know, think that she was like dealt a nasty hand um, by having to, you know, by, I don't know, was she fired? Did she quit? Whatever it was. Um, a lot of people don't think that that's fair. So I don't know. I have a very hard time working with someone that ran a troll account. I mean, I just... agree. I understand why they all want her off. And that's the problem with these shows. If you have no friends left and you have no allies, you can't be part of the friend group, right? Yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yeah. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to the European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. 
we were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast, This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more trailblazers, more live events, more Martha, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Walter Isaacson, about the geniuses who change the world. Encore Jane, about creating a billion-dollar startup. Dr. Elisa Pressman about the five basic strategies to help parents raise good humans. Florence Fabricant about the authenticity in the world of food writing. Be sure to tune in to season two of the Martha Stewart podcast. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I haven't seen the remake of Mean Girls, right? But you think of all these movies from like the 90s and or the 80s or even 2000s. And like when there was a Mean Girl, she wasn't like the gross chick with no friends, right? Rachel McAdams. She was the beautiful, right? She was Rachel McAdams or she was the prom queen in She's All That, right? She was... Always beautiful. That everybody wanted to be friends with. Everyone she was a mean to be- girl, and yet everybody wanted yes. to be close to her. So does that perpetuate the idea that being mean is an attribute? It's something that only the most beautiful and the most self-confident women, girls, Well, I can know be. a lot of mean girls that are not mean women that are not necessarily beautiful. They're more sort of just miserable. But- Yes. I mean, in high school, like in terms of being in cliques and who's cool and who's not, is it cool to be mean? I really hope so. Once, you know, we get older, it's not, but does it, is it? Yes. I mean, I've also, I live, listen, I live in the suburbs and in a, in a suburb where all the kids go to the same school and all the moms are at kiss and drop and we all go to back to school night and we all are invited to the same parties and yeah, it definitely exists. There's drama. Like we have not all grown out of it. There's drama. There's petty BS. There is mean girl behavior for sure, unfortunately. And men don't do that to each other. I mean, I know that like if Evan gets in a fight with some or like an argument or he like loses his taste for somebody, he'll distance. But men don't gossip about each other. I never hear him on the phone gossiping. Well, Jeff doesn't really get on the phone and BS with a lot of men. I mean, he has male friends, but they're not a, they're not chit chatting at eight 30 in the morning. Like, you know, right. But even with that, like he doesn't bad mouth people the way that women do. You know what? Can I just tell this quick story? Yeah. So uh, Jeff and I were engaged about to be married and the rabbi who married us was actually a friend of mine, but he was interviewing us for all intents and purposes, just getting to know us and getting to know Jeff a little bit better. And he asked me, it's so funny, I haven't thought about this in so long, but he asked me something that I really loved about Jeff Fessler. And I said, you know what strikes me is like sometimes, like I'll say something nasty about somebody or not just gossipy, but just mean. And he'll go, that's not nice. 
just those three words, he'll go, that's not nice. And I'm thinking, who the fuck cares about nice? I'm talking to you. But I remember thinking like, for some reason it used to, and I remember saying that to Barry, the, the rabbi who married us. And it was a weird thing to pick out of the many things that I loved about Jeff. But I just loved that that was part of his character. You know, like he wasn't going to enjoy hearing me be a mean girl. Now, having said that, Jeff watches now. He's like obsessed with everything housewives. And yeah. he also, <laughs> man's not perfect. And he laughs along with the rest of us. But, you know, I was always like, what do you mean nice? What are you talking about? Like the person's not here. Why do I have to be nice? <laughs> yeah, Evan, um, Evan just doesn't really engage. Like if I try to talk to him about people, he'll be like, oh, really? Like he doesn't give me anything back. He doesn't really enjoy gossiping. He doesn't, he's not mean. He's really, really nice. He makes me feel mean. Um, but yeah, Jeff's not, Jeff is definitely not mean. I don't think he's ever had a real confrontation with a guy. Really? Or no, not a man and not a woman. Not really. He's not, he's really mean when he's behind the wheel. He is a, um, what are they called? Like he has road rage. Oh my God. Well, I have a very bad road rage story. I don't think we have time for it today, but on another episode, I'm going to tell you it is, it was this, one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me in my whole life. Um, I'm convinced that the, I could have died that night. Well, I, I mean, listen, that's like, isn't it sort of like internet trolling? Like you're behind a wheel. They can't hear you. Oh man. But Jeff goes nuts. Like if you cut Jeff Fessler off, you're not going to know you did because Jeff isn't going to drive up and, and try to, or try to hit the back of your car, but he is going to have words for you. Yeah. Well, he should watch out because PSA there are crazy people on the road who will actually kill you. And there are crazy people on reality television. There who are actually... a lot of crazy people. I want to talk about that. Where's Melissa? I want to talk about all the crazy people on reality television. So who do you think is the meanest? Who's the meanest Come housewife? Come Jackie. on. In history. In history? history. Um, who is the meanest housewife in history? I mean, there have been so... Um, I think Ramona has said some mean stuff. Ramona yeah. can be definitely could be mean, but yeah. in the, the thing is about also about Ramona is she she's also endearing. Like there's something about her that's so kooky. Um, like you're like, is she yeah. really trying to? No, be mean? she's definitely kooky. You know, I think that there is. Um, I'm not sure that there's a difference between mean and cold in my eyes. You know, like if you're really cold and you shut people out and you act better than I consider that mean. I mean, there's all different ways to be mean, it's true, but Ramona will put her mean. The thing is, I mean, I remember that walk across the bridge that she did with Bethany. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you were so, it was so outrageous what she was saying. I remember in the moment, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I think Bethany started crying at one point, and you're like, wow. What was she saying? Remind us. Something about, that's why you'll never get married, or that's why. <gasps> oh, yes. Right? Yes, yes. And I remember just, years ago watching it and thinking, wow, that is mean. Yeah. But then I know, you know, watching Ramona throughout the years, I think she's just, I want to give her that she's so kooky. Like she does like things, I will think something like that. I just won't say it. I know, Maybe but that's, that's what made her difference. a great housewife, right? Well, I'll, I'll think mean things like that all the time. Uh, anyway, I think that our guest is here. Yes. So guys, we have Melissa Reich. She is known on Instagram as your bitch therapist. Um, she's amazing, so well-spoken, and knows every little thing about housewives. So she's a therapist, a bravaholic. Um, after many years and two degrees and clinical practice, she got her license. And 
She has just been working in this area for so long. She's a cancer survivor. Um, and yeah, she, she had she yeah. had ovarian cancer when she was very young, right? Yes, I think she she is managing chronic right. um, leukemia. Leukemia now. Yeah, but yeah. she is um, amazing. She's a self-described psychology nerd, and she thinks that therapy is magic, and so do I. And she is just so good at analyzing the housewife. We need your help, Melissa. Hi. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Welcome. Hi. We're so nice to see you both. You too. Thank you so much for joining us. We need your help. I mean, there is no other therapist that that can analyze the housewives like you can, but also like women in general. Yes. And ladies, I am prepared with a capital P. (laughs) So... I am ready. All right, Jen, go for it, baby. Well, you know, so Melissa, we're talking, as you know, about the meanness that unfortunately it it's, does not just, you know, perpetuate itself in the, in the housewives world, but, you know, for young kids and even now we know mean girls and, mm-hmm. you know, we also have mean inside of us. I know that I do. Um, there are different degrees of it, but maybe give us your take on, you know, what is driving a mean girl? Like what's driving uh, at what age are you thinking? Any. I'm okay, asking so you let's, any let's start. Let's start with the housewives. Okay. Why wh- do you think that meanness is rewarded on the housewives? And why would a housewife want to be a villain? Uh, okay. So meanness is definitely rewarded. I think we've seen that. <clears throat> excuse me. I think we've seen that time and time again um, on housewives. And I mean, look at what just kind of happened with Monica and Salt Lake and and that whole thing. And so I think that sometimes, and and I'm this might surprise you to hear this, but what makes a mean girl when we're young versus when we're older, it really isn't different. Yeah, it's the same stuff. It's just. If you're a mean girl when you're younger and you have certain qualities and characteristics, like, for example, no matter the age, the reasons are power and control. People want power and control over the narrative, the friendship, the social you know, relationship. Um, usually mean girls, they have sincerely a lack of self-esteem right they kind of you know there's a bravado that people might put forth but in reality there's a real lack of self-esteem and self-confidence and the one thing i was doing a little bit of research you know preparing for this and there's an expert in the field of bullying her name is rosalind wiseman and she actually, her book, uh, Queen Bees and Wannabes, was the mm-hmm. template. Mean Girls. You know Jackie's yeah. Night. It's yeah, for mean, for mean Girls. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It is. So I think, and if you watch Mean Girls and have read the book, it's wild how Mean Girls is really like a, an educational documentary on <sighs> what it is, truly. I mean, it's a wonderful movie. It's super funny. It's just really well done. But also the mean um, girl gets hers in the end, which is kind of the joy of it, right? Always. Yeah. Always. Because the thing with this is you can't outrun the toxic stuff within that leads to that behavior unless you really want to get some help around it, right? People can change, but only if they want to. And so back to your question, Jackie, if 
the housewives are getting rewarded for being villains, why would they change? Well, Melissa, let me ask you this. Why do we as a society and me personally like watching it? What is it about us that enjoys watching the villains and, 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 you know, the mean girls? I think two answers to that. One is that it is entertaining because I mean, mean girls was one of the most amazing movies to ever be made. It was so entertaining. It was so funny. And I think that, you know, there is just a part of our human psyche that we love drama. Clearly I do. Is that okay though? Is that healthy for us? Well, okay. Yes and no. So to answer your question, uh, Jen, is that to me in my clinical practice, all things exist on a spectrum. Okay. So on a spectrum over here is just kind of the general, you know, some slight behavior, some maybe nasty comments, things like that. And then as you progress to the other side of the spectrum, that's when the really kind of uh, abusive, inappropriate stuff happens. And as a therapist, one thing I always like to say is that all of us have good and bad qualities. We all do. Um, and I think we all have a little bit of that mean girl in it. In yes. My, because- my psychiatrist says that all the time. And it's like so helpful when I feel guilty for having said something and it, you know, badly about maybe right. having hurt someone. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that is part of being human. You know, Melissa, what it is more for me it is, is less, it's less of this need to like, you know, you take a Ramona, right? Where there's no filter. We were just talking about this. And like the things that come out of her mouth sometimes are just so mean. For mm-hmm. me, I I wouldn't say stuff like that on a regular basis. But if I don't like somebody or someone does something to me, I get this feeling where I want revenge and I want to destroy mm-hmm. them. Everybody and like, does, I think. Right, but I have to actively shut that off and put it out of my mind because Getting revenge right. is all that I'll think about, you know, and I wonder, do you think like the proliferate, like Housewives is so big now. Do you think mm-hmm. that watching the behavior of Housewives on the show, does that bleed out into real life? Do people start to think that it's better to behave like that or okay? What do you think? Absolutely. Because what happens is this brings into the discussion uh, parasocial relationships. So parasocial relationships are relationships that folks think they have with a celebrity or someone they admire and see on TV, but they don't really have a relationship. And so sometimes fans, if they feel they have a parasocial relationship, like for example, there are people who think they have relationships with you too. Uh, and they don't, you know, they've seen you on TV, but they don't really know you. So if someone respects you and honors you and admires you and they see things happening on TV, if the watcher doesn't have, that sounded like creepy, like the watcher, yeah. if the person taking in um, that behavior, if they don't have enough self-esteem and self-worth to say, okay, this is entertaining, but this isn't necessarily something I'd like to emulate, then yes, that emulation of behavior happens. But one important thing I did want to note is that I believe that our society, um, there's a social conditioning that happens with women where we are conditioned to be nice and to avoid conflict at all costs. And so what happens is, back to your point, Jackie, is that- People pleasers. Right, but but people pleasers who have 
emotions like, oh my gosh, I'm so angry. I'm not able to show this. So that emotion has to go somewhere. And so that's where some in the thoughts of revenge and things like that, it's all normal. It's normal. I mean, that happens to me too. <laughs> it's just, do you have the ability, like you said, Jackie, to stop yourself and say, okay, th- it's okay to have this fantasy of revenge. It's okay to have that, but knowing that my behavior needs to align with my ultimate morals, values, and ethics. I love that. I let do me too. let me ask you a million dollar question. I get a lot of people comments. Sometimes I read the comments. Sometimes. And you get oh a fair boy. number of people saying, why can't we just watch women being friends and having a good time? Would anybody Who watch that, that show? Right? Would people watch that show? I don't think so. Well, okay, here's my thought, because sometimes I am one of those people, because sometimes for me, I'm a very sensitive soul. And when I watch like the whole stuff that happened with Salt Lake recently, it actually just just makes me feel icky. But I do love Housewives. So I feel that, you know, I'm going to use Real Housewives of Orange County season one. Okay. They didn't have glam. They wore the craziest outfits. They went to tennis and lunch and it did really well. Now, all things need to evolve, right? I think anything, people, shows, what have you, everything has an evolution. Nothing can stay the same. But I almost think that there's been an overcorrection in some franchises, not all. There are some franchises, franchises, I think, that do it well. And then others that you can almost tell that people are nervous about in my opinion, um, well, if I don't bring the heat, yes. are we going to get canceled? Of course. If I don't bring the heat, am I going to not be asked back? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I do think that there has become a toxic level to to what we all think we need, mm-hmm. and some of that, I'm going to be honest, is perpetuated by Bravo. I, I do believe that. Well, I do believe that. You know, I I think about even the Anne Marie of it all and first time housewife. And I totally get that pressure she felt to go in there and, you know, have some, have some conflict. Um, but she got so slammed. People have said a lot worse on housewives. You know, I wonder, is there a difference between being shady and being mean? I mean, talking about Sutton's esophagus, um, didn't ruin Sutton's life. It was certainly Mm -hmm. shady and she certainly paid for it. But, Mm -hmm. and I would understand her, you know, going in feeling like I have to bring some of this to the table, but why there was such a reaction to that. People do, you know, housewives can cut way deeper than that. And Mm -hmm. in my mind, um, I like shady. I laugh at shady uh, right. It's people can be very funny, very shady, but when it gets that dark, it's hard to watch, mm-hmm. but why people have the reaction to her when I just thought, listen, maybe it wasn't nice, but it wasn't so deep. I didn't think, you know, she well, became a villain pretty quickly. She did. And I will, I'm going to explain that because I'm one of the people who really had a reaction to her. Really? Um, oh, because yeah, of medical, on my ins- maybe because of medical issues. So- 
Right. So for me, um, I'll just share briefly. I'm a two-time cancer survivor and I'm going through a chronic cancer now that there's no cure and I've been on treatment forever and it's just exhausting, but I'm doing okay. And so for me, and I think a lot of other folks who have had medical issues, whether it be mental health, physical health, you know, eating disorders, what have you, we have been exposed to folks like her that talk to us like we're idiots or like we like i personally don't like when a medical professional tries to uh talk about my body like they know it better than i right so for me what i always say is a medical professional um your degree is a piece of paper but your morals values ethics and you know true education are shown in your behavior And I think for me, what bothered me about it and many other people, because a lot of people, I get a lot of DMs and a lot of comments on my Instagram, um, they felt the same way. They felt shamed. They felt judged. And I think she tapped into, you know, a lot of people like me with invisible illness. Like, I look great. I know that. Yeah, you do. (laughs) And you know, so sometimes when you have invisible illness, you're used to people really mistreating you and judging you. And I think she just represented that. For yeah, a lot I didn't of even us. think of that angle. Yeah. I get that. I okay. mean, that completely makes sense. I would have been a different, I would have certainly had a different reaction yeah. if I had been through sure. what you've been through. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal, with more entrepreneurs, more trailblazers, more live events, more Martha, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Walter Isaacson, about the geniuses who change the world. Encore Jane, about creating a billion-dollar startup. 
Dr. Eliza Pressman, about the five basic strategies to help parents raise good humans. Florence Fabricant, about the authenticity in the world of food writing. Be sure to tune in to season two of the Martha Stewart podcast. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can I jump back to your overcorrection comment? Because that really struck me. So Mm -hmm. the Housewives started out as a really like a show about friends, right? Maybe with some like minor disagreements and it has overcorrected. You are right. And -hmm. now where do we go from here? What happens from here? Is it just going to continue to get meaner and snarkier? Or is it like, are we just expecting more and more drama What's going to happen with these shows? What do you think? That is such a good question. And I've posed that question myself on my Instagram is that I believe housewives have become such a toxic cesspool that it is becoming, um, it's like, how do we move past this? If this is like the level of entertainment or the level of, you know, villain era that we feel is entertainment, where does this go? And so, Jackie, it's such a good question. And to me, my answer is that I believe it's unsustainable. I don't know what's going to happen. I kind of like my intuition tells me it's something's coming and I don't know what. Then why do we, I still don't miss, now I don't watch every franchise, but I don't miss an episode. Like if it's gotten to that place where it is so dark and I still, I'm here I am, you know, telling the truth. I love it. You know, I don't always mm-hmm. love every moment of it. I have moments where I feel, you know, sick for one of the women who is the brunt of, you know, the meanness, but mm-hmm. I still am addicted. Yeah. What is that about? One of the things I love about you is you're just like so honest and upfront and Jackie, you too. You're just both so honest and real. And I think what I love is just being honest about what you're saying, because that's, that's a fact. I mean, and listen, I watch every episode too. Right. I mean, does that mean that we're (laughs) mean girls as well? If we're enjoying mean girl behavior? No, I think for, well, for me, it's, it's content. (laughs) If I'm being honest, right? There's the, the for me, the the grosser things get, the more clinical interpretation I have. So for me, it's a gold mine. I'm going to be honest, um, in terms of the work that I'm doing. But in terms of just the general public, I'm gonna liken it to almost um like a soap opera, right? We you know, people love soap operas and it's kind of like a real life soap opera. But what's great about it is we feel again, because of these parasocial relationships, like we know the people. So what happens is I think we watch, but then there's, that's where these teams come in, like team so-and-so team so-and-so, because we feel a, we have a relationship with them. B, we feel the injustice of what's happening. And then C, it's, so it's like, it's almost creates this faux sense of interaction, but it isn't. Is it? That's that's faux. Like Jackie was saying that when she gets hurt, her instinct is, like all of us, she wants revenge. So watching mm-hmm. that, you know, feeling what one of the um, 
cast members feel in terms of being hurt and wanting revenge for that person. And then seeing that person get revenge, I guess, can be cathartic. Sure, because um, let's take the Scandaval situation, right? Everyone has been in Ariana. Everyone, well, most, a lot of people have been cheated on or mistreated. And so when we see this person who was us get such vindication, it's like it fulfills something in us that never got that. Um, Mm -hmm. It can serve as validation, right? It can serve as oh, wow, I was wronged like this too. And look at all the attention she's getting. And so it validates. So I, I think that to to answer that question is that sometimes it gives us a lot of validation and that's not necessarily bad. Human beings, we're human. We have, you know, humanity is tough and, and we all have sore spots and growing edges and, and trigger points. And so I think what Housewives ultimately does is it works on hitting those buttons and then the viewer gets emotionally kind of sucked in and then it becomes something that you just don't want to stop watching, even though it has felt so toxic. Right. But even beyond that, like you have this portion of people saying like, I just want to see you guys be friends and have some fun and have light times. But like the other day, Jen and I went to the Madonna concert and we went with- um, Which is really, by the way, I don't know what people oh, have- it was amazing. What are, uh, people are saying she's she is right on her game. Yeah, she That's is. That's just an aside. But we went with Teresa and Jen Aiden, okay? <laughs> and when, when there is a picture of me and Teresa together on social media, the hateful comments mm. are insane. I cannot believe how invested people are in- us going to a place together. And I just wonder, Mm -hmm. it's not just the shows, it's off season also. It's all the time. People don't really want to see, I wonder, do people really want to see friendships? Aren't these shows about like finding your way back to friendship after confrontation? Isn't that what they should be? And if so, why is there so much hate for people making up? Okay, so I think there's two answers to that. I think that a lot of Bravo fans are very petulant in that they think that they want something and then when they're given that, they're not happy. So I just think sometimes it's human nature to say or to think that we want something and then when we're given that, we don't care for it. Number one, um, humans can be fickle, let's be honest, and especially Bravo fans. <laughs> Um, and number two, I think, Jackie, the situation with you and Teresa, my understanding, because I've seen those hateful comments, too, um, which are, you know, that's a whole other thing. People who just like say these awful things on the Internet. It's it's wild. It's my least favorite part about what I'm doing because it's just so gross. Um, I think that people with you both and listen, we're going to see this and I have no inside information. I think people think it's inauthentic. And therefore, they're, you know, frustrated or there are people, I think, that feel that, Teresa, did you grave harm, you know, by bringing up certain rumors? And so they think, well, how can Jackie be friends with her? And so but here's the thing about real life is in real life, we are supposed to have conflict. Conflict is a part of relationships. And unfortunately, our society and our parents, we don't really get taught how to manage that. 
So it is possible to have this really challenging relationship with someone and then grow and move forward authentically. I think in your case, the problem is the audience hasn't seen that authentic right. growth because mm-hmm. yeah. it happened in between seasons, right? So, and people have a lot of imagination and everybody thinks that they're a therapist, trust me, because they try to tell me um, about things. And <laughs> I think people are assuming it's a lot of assumptions of, well, this is tactical or this isn't authentic, but it's because it happened in between seasons and we didn't get to see that natural, authentic build. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Melissa, yeah. well, don't you think, because, you know, in life and I think maybe even on the show, but I've been accused of not being authentic um, because I don't maybe engage well, who knows what's going to happen this coming season? You know, you'll watch and you'll tell me what you think. But um, I feel like my, in therapy, I have kind of learned that even the people that we can't stand or have so much resentment against, there's always a humanity there. I mean, I can't say that terrorists have humanity. I don't want to go there. But like when you see the humanity in someone, all of that other anger and nastiness, it fades, right? And mm-hmm. I think that it's so interesting that, you know, on the show, people can hate each other's guts and then love each other. And I feel like because mm-hmm. once you actually get through all of the anger and you can see somebody's, for lack of a better word, humanity, all of that other stuff just sort of dissipates. So, Jack, I mean, you mm-hmm. would have to speak to that more than yeah. I don't. I, I don't would. really agree with that. So, if you take the Monica of it all, right? Like she clearly, you can see how um, horrible her life has been. I mean, she was abandoned as a child. She has this tumultuous relationship with her mother. She's a single mom, and yeah. I, it still doesn't make me. But that's not what I mean understand. by like seeing the humanity. I mean, like if you if you let's say one of these women were to sit down and have lunch with Monica and she was to say, Mm -hmm. this has been, you know, such a shit show and I feel so sick and it's so hard to Mm -hmm. have had this reaction. And, you know, let's say she really became vulnerable. Yeah. Once she was vulnerable and open, I think that things would change in terms of how you were to feel about her. I think that was also a complaint at the reunion, right? That she she wasn't vulnerable. But oftentimes, and I don't know what happened with you and Teresa is between you and Teresa, but I think in general, you can have all of this animosity towards someone. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as someone sort of shows their humanity or their vulnerability, that can dissipate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jen, that is so smart and such an astute observation because one of the things like I kind of wrote, (laughs) 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 listen, and astute. (laughs) <laughs> one, you both are one we of the that. things in in how to handle. Of course, that's why I love Jackie. She's yeah. so smart. Um, one of the one of the ways to handle the mean girl. One of them is to look at the humanity. And so, you know, Jackie, you brought up an interesting point. Sometimes we can do that, and sometimes we can't. So when we see someone that triggers us, if they if there's something about them that triggers something within us, we may not be able to see that humanity. Like I have a harder time seeing the 
humanity for Anna Marie, but I, my whole Instagram, I have been kind of a champion for Monica in explaining why she is the way she is. And so as a therapist, I can see through the humanity to the humanity of some pretty egregious behaviors. Um, but it's okay if we can't always do that. But yes, that is the answer to um, kind of getting to the truth of what's happening with this person. Because people are more than their behaviors. The behaviors come from somewhere. Yeah. And if we understand that, it helps our empathy. Well, it's like on reunions when you see, you know, somebody who has been so mean, but you see them break down. You'll see another member of the cast go over and hug them. Can I just hug you? You see a lot of that, right? Like like human instinct is to get up and comfort a person. It's so, it must, you must, your career and, and what you do must be so interesting to see both, right? To see the, the, the struggle between that, those mean instincts and those loving mm -hmm. human instincts. I've had people come to therapy who literally yelled at me, treated me so terribly, and I ended up developing, by the end of it, a wonderful, beautiful relationship with them because sometimes the behaviors come from a place of hurt. And so if you're willing to see past that and you know just be with someone, you know that can change a lot. Um. I was going to ask you if you think like taking it out of housewives and going back to movies where always the mean girl is popular. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's always a popular, beautiful girl who's mean. The mean girl mm -hmm. is never going to be the one sitting in the corner being ignored at school. She's always going to be the queen bee. She's going to be mm -hmm. the prom queen, the one that everyone wants to be friends with. And yeah, she'll get in some drama and at the end, someone else will be more popular than her, right? That's the way these movies go. But does that, um, do the way they portray Mean Girls as being popular and beautiful, do you think that um, affects people like our daughters? Like I, our daughters are both in school. Hers is in college, mine's in middle school, but like the middle school crowd is tough. Does that spill uh. out to them? Brutal. Middle school is brutal. Yeah. It is. Um, Why? Why is it so bad? My God, okay. it blows me away. Here's why. Because how do I answer this briefly? We as a society, as parents, I know you two are doing a great job of this. A lot of parents don't teach their kids how to manage emotions, number one how to handle conflict, and how to communicate effectively. Okay, kids learn how to communicate from their homes. They learn it through not what they're told, they learn it through modeling. Okay, so to me, this behavior, there's usually something going on at home. Sometimes, sometimes there is not. But there are definitely like there's six signs of mean girl. And one of them is definitely appearance focused because I think again, in our society, there is this image of, you know, to be a queen bee, you have to be the best, the best looking, the best dressed, the best, the most popular, um, you know, there's all of these kind of difficulties, but the, ultimately mean girls have trouble with friendships. 
because of their behavior. But in middle school, we lack the ability to have self-awareness. Like cognitively, our brains are not fully developed until age 25. And the last part of the brain to develop is the prefrontal cortexes that control impulses. So kids are doing it's developmentally appropriate what's what's happening in terms of their hormones and their emotions and all of this. Those types of kids don't have the folks around them that they need to say, hey, I noticed this behavior. What's happening? Let's look at this together. You know, does that, that make sense? Is, yes. Is that, though, an excuse in terms of when we become women, we were never taught to control our impulses, to curb our mean girl impulses. Is that an excuse or is it time when you reach a certain age to, you know, to stop being so damn Right. Mean? Because like, if you look on, like we right. were talking about the Facebook groups that were like Facebook mom groups, like they jump all <sighs> over each other. They're so mean to each other in a way that men are not. Mm-hmm. Here, there's so there's two different types of mean girls. Okay, there's the types of mean girls that were mean girls when they were younger. They grew up, they developed some self awareness, and they said, Oh boy, this is not good. Let me change my behavior. And there definitely are a lot of people like that. You mm -hmm. know, you hear stories on the internet of people who go back to their high school, people they bullied in high school, and they apologize and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are those women who don't grow out of it, they don't learn. They don't grow. And what I like to say is as we grow, we all have issues, okay? And as we grow, if we don't deal with them, we either get better or we get bitter. That is it. And so the adult mean girls, by the way, those Facebook groups are atrocious. They really Ugh. are. They're so awful. These are our women who are fundamentally, and, and by the way, research shows that these women have low levels of empathy and long-term unhappiness, and possibly that could even lead to depression. That's what I was about to ask you, Melissa. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, that's okay. what I want to know. Are there consequences, internal consequences to being a yes. mean girl? Yes, but the problem is they're all internal and we don't often see it until something like the dam breaks, so to speak, until something really egregious happens. They, this is what people have to understand. Miserable people feel miserable. Like our behaviors show how we feel about ourselves. Okay. And like, I've gone through a lot of stuff. I'm the kindest person you'll ever meet. I'll never treat someone with less than kindness. That's just my morals and values. But so these folks, there is karma, it's internal. They're miserable, they're unhappy. And, and Jackie, this might interest you, is that there are research studies that show and associate perfectionistic tendencies that often get kind of morphed into eating disorders with these women mm -hmm. because it's very image-based and they're miserable and unhappy and they're trying to control things. And we all know a lot of that is what, you know, can create an eating disorder. So these women, I would argue that a significant amount of them have, you know, may have, I have to be mindful here, some depression, some anxiety, some, you know, disordered eating behavior, low self-esteem and confidence. Um, so when you look at some of these things that people write and you feel icky, 
that's how they feel all the time. Which, by wow. the way, clearly I have mean girl in me because that makes me happy. <laughs> like mean girls are miserable, not miserable, but mean girls. You and know, it's coming from a place of heart. That makes, well, no, that makes man, no, it makes me happy in a mean girl way. Like if you're mean, you're miserable. Good. You yeah. should be miserable. You're mean. I don't know. That's some people, exactly. some people, I just feel like they're just bursting with self-confidence and they feel like no matter how mean they are, they'll be loved. I don't know. I don't well, s- I, don't know, maybe. I, I, would, I believe that people who we feel are bursting with self-confidence, it's, it actually comes from a very insecure place. But listen, are there some people like that? For sure. Yes, you are correct. But you know, Jen, it, I don't want you to be hard on yourself because you're human. Yeah. And so when we see someone, because I'm going to be honest, if I see someone who's mistreating other people and then they get theirs, there's a, of course a part of me that's a little satisfied. I'm Welcome like, to mm-hmm. Housewives. I think that that's is right. one of the biggest that's draws. Right. You can't stand someone for whatever reason. Not always because they're mean. Maybe because for me, they're beautiful and they seem perfect and they seem full of themselves. Or And so I like to see them brought down a notch, right? which is my own yeah. mean girl stuff. But you like to see the mean girl, just like in the movies, get knocked down and Housewives will do that to yeah, you. Yeah, what worries me is that it just seems as an outsider watching other shows that it it's just this this desire to watch people be mean to each other just gets stronger and stronger every year. And I wonder where it's going. I don't really think, you know, the producers, when I joined um, Jersey, they told me to watch Miami. Because they said Miami is shady, right? It's not, again, they're not out to ruin each other. They are Mm -hmm. shady and it's funny. And, but it's not Mm -hmm. quite so dark. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know, who knows, you know, what, what the executives all want. But what I was told was that they don't want it so dark. I think maybe we just need to move to Miami. Maybe we maybe to maybe Miami. It'll be sunny. It won't be dark. I'm just kidding. I love Jersey. But, you know, I am curious to see where where everything goes. But, Melissa, you are just the most brilliant, the most brilliant. And I'm so grateful that you were here today to explain all of this to us. I know. Can you come sleep over at my house? I know. Just I want you to speed ho- dial. I want you to hold me. I just want you like an intercom, like a buzz. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I love you both. Oh, my God. I love her. I could talk to her all day and she's she's so in tune to yeah. like everything she says i'm like yeah you're right yeah yeah and not judgmental no right? i know she's great she's not a mean girl she can't be a housewife no she, she would, would not never. be a good housewife she would, she would not like this no. No, no 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 but um no she really is I brilliant. Just think that's so insightful and like i don't know personally like helpful right and again i don't think like she said there's a spectrum and i have mean girl instincts it's like nice to know that we all do yeah right yeah and sort of how to take it and it was really helpful for me to also to hear that you know mean girls there are repercussions for it mm-hmm. and not not ex- only externally yeah. but internally and you're right if hurt people hurt people hurt people hurt people right yeah mm. anyway this is a good one this was good gutter face <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 
No, I'm uh-huh. just kidding. I want revenge. Um, you guys, this was a fun episode. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too. All right. So we are going to sign off, but um, listen and review. Leave us five stars. And we love you guys. We do. And any comments, the DMs, they are really helpful. You guys try to keep them nice. Yeah, keep it nice. Don't be a mean girl. Don't be a mean girl. Talk to you soon. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. Plus legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat the, eat all the leftover, leftover chocolate chips, which was a lot. Then you'd roll the barrel up up the hill and then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down. And we've also had an amazing guest like Mike the Miz, Jason Isbell, Carrie Brownstein and Corinne Tucker of Slater Kinney, and many more. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.